0: It's the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Your daily download of X92 Nights, mornings with
1: Beckler and Shauna, Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, November 29th, 2023.
0: I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna.
1: This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. What's new with you, Shauna? What's going on? Mm. What
0: have you been up to outside of work? Uh, cell warding? Beer fest? I don't know. It's been a busy... Uh, it's- Busy few weeks It's always busy This time of year I find Heading into Christmas I know like McKenna and I
1: were saying Man we don't like Have We were just saying recently We don't have much For social engagements And now we've been invited To like six things In the next few weeks So we gotta decide Which we can hit Yeah Which we can't
0: Christmas parties That sort of thing Mm -hmm. I know I was trying To figure out A time to Yeah You know have a Christmas dinner with some friends do a friend's Christmas thing and mm-hmm. I'm like geez there's really not much time left for any of that
1: no so. there's like what four weekends before Christmas yeah be it four three four so yeah getting down to it here um do you work out every day yes every single day yeah you ever take days off no does your body need the rest
0: yeah I should take days off but I don't
1: you ever feel like your body's just
0: run down mm, sometimes I do yeah not often though it's weird But I don't, you know, I don't work out super, super hard if I'm, like, tired one day or something. Okay. Why do you ask?
1: Just my body is so beaten. I've just been going so hard lately. Yeah. So we're going to take today off, go for a little walk, maybe have a nap. We rest in recovery day.
0: I know. It's very important to do it. I don't do enough of it, is for sure.
1: Some stretching and have some salts, bath. It's all part of the fitness program, isn't it? It is. It's not just giving
0: her. No. Got to look after your. This is okay. Meathead chat and kicking off your podcast for yeah, you, everybody. Well, cool. you know, I'm just,
1: it's, it's a lot of what I do outside of here is just physical. Working
0: out. Yeah. Physical activity. Try to keep moving, right? Yep.
1: Don't let death catch you.
0: Nope. Um, <laughs> Gotta run death. Keep moving. <laughs>
1: On today's show, a Heritage Moment at the end as it is Wednesday. That's what we put them at the end because I know... Not everybody from here is interested in local history. I love the Heritage Moment. Yeah. My son Brigham said he doesn't like it. He said, it's boring. Yeah, that's fair. I said, okay, well, it's probably not for you, but no. <laughs> so it's there. Uh, we're also going to talk about Being Fashionably Late, a book I saw at my kid's Scholastic Book Fair. I was surprised to see this one on the shelf. Terry the Month nominee and more after you're out of context. Clip. You argue with me about where
0: she should. I throw you out. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I saw this yesterday. It was this thing for fresh young chickens. So it's Like, like an ad? It's a frozen chicken, but apparently it's fresh and young. Yes. I was like, well, that's good. I don't want huh. those old balls chickens anyway. <laughs> Give me that fresh meat. <laughs> I'd
1: never thought about the age of my chickens meat before. Either. That you know? seems
0: like a weird way to word that too, it Sure hey?
1: does. Fresh young chickens. Get your what? fresh
0: young chicks here. Yeah. <laughs> Come get you fresh young chicks. Have I been buying gross
1: old chickens
0: well, this whole time? These yeah. Dusty old chickens? I know. Hilariously, I was thinking about this. This older man comes and grabs this young chick, and I was like, Of course you would. You're swapping out the old balls chicken <laughs> for the young one, hey? I'm getting a younger version. My- <laughs> Can we at least get a deal on the
1: geriatric <laughs> chickens? Yeah. Like.
0: Does it taste better? Like I never knew that this was a thing. Like I understand, like lamb veal and, that and veal. Yeah. Yeah, there's a difference, but young versus old chickens—is yeah. this something we've been doing wrong the whole time?
1: Excuse me. What are the age of
0: these chickens? Yes. When were these chickens slaughtered? Oh, I need the. Is there a due date on these chickens? <laughs> no, I need the younger ones, please. What an odd thing to I'm do. I'm sort
1: of like a Leonardo DiCaprio, but with chickens.
0: That's right. My boyfriend is quite a bit older than me, okay? He, too, likes the fresh young chickens yeah, better, he's the, clearly. Pfft. He's not going for the old chicks.
1: Any, any of these wartime chickens? Oh. Any of these pensioner chickens? Those have
0: seen some things. <laughs> <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: friend of the show, Jim, sent me a video with another great laugh in it. Perfect. You know how we love our good laughs. We do love a good laugh here. So this video, this guy has pranked his wife. Uh, he got her a donut, but he took a syringe and filled it with mustard.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a classic prank, isn't so, it?
1: When she freaks out when she bites into it, and his reaction <laughs> is the best.
0: That's so good. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and, mm. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> I got you the Greenfield
1: mustard! So you got the wheeze right off uh. the hog? <laughs> <laughs> ah! And oh. then one of my favorite types of laughs is the scream laugh. The scream laugh. I yeah. love the scream laugh. Oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's so funny. You don't know what to do with yourself yeah. anymore.
0: Yeah. You don't you, your body. just you, you're, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm shocked you don't poop yourself at the same time. Just like releasing from <laughs> everywhere, right?
1: <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, that's This reminds good. me of when my son Bo was really little, when he was like two. We were driving somewhere. He was in his car seat and McKenna's mom and her sister were in the vehicle. And McKenna's mom was like, do you have a Kleenex? And her her sister's like, yeah, just reach into my purse. So she reaches in and I guess she had a loose Boston cream donut in her purse. And she stuck her fingers into the donut and then pulled them out and they were covered in cream. And she's like, what? You have a loose donut
0: in your purse? Who has a A loose Boston cream? really strange thing to do. And Bo went
1: nuts. (laughs) He was the funniest thing he'd ever seen up until that moment in his life. He was like, ah! Uh Ah! so silly <laughs> two years old he was just scream laughing oh
0: my god ah, grab a of cream do fingers ah! I'm happy we can normally settle ourselves out of that because if you were out somewhere and that happened <laughs> it's, it's next week, you'd be like what in the hell is going on he's <laughs> <laughs> like
1: "Geez, we need to get out of here nobody Something's would going ever on. invite you out to dinner you if you would. were a scream laugher yeah
0: if that was your only laugh and you couldn't help it oh boy <laughs> yeah I really like her, but we cannot make her laugh. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I'd be Terry of the Month nominee if I could, Beckler. All right, yeah. This is a girl, Terry. Terry with an eye. Terry with an eye. And uh, it was submitted by a friend of the show, Tony. And there's this video to go along with it. But uh, first of all, this woman is introduced right off the bat in the video, and she has a great female mullet. And she. Well, she runs a betting ring in Texas involving shitting chickens, but I'm going to let this video explain. So here we go.
1: Hey, what's up? What's your name? Uh, So this is Terry and this is her chicken kitty. She's been running a game behind her bar called Chicken Bingo for 40 plus years. They place a chicken on a bingo board with a bunch of chicken food. Everybody pays for a random number and then you hope that the chicken shits on the number that you paid
0: for. So that's what Terry does.
1: Okay, was it? Uh, Tony said this to me too. Mm-hmm. And I think I said back to him, I was like, I think Shauna has been to a small town fair where they had chicken sh- bingo
0: before. It was. Cow bingo is uh, what we did. Okay. So, and cow patty bingo is a fairly big thing in small towns. So, yes, yeah. I have been there for cow patty bingo, but it wasn't I thought it chicken. was chickens. It
1: was cows. No, nope, okay. no.
0: Nope, but this is very innovative that Terry does. So, uh, Terry, everything about it in this video. She's just right off the bat. He asks her name, and instead of saying her name, just goes right into like business. She means business.
1: She has a serious Terry haircut too. Oh
0: my god! And she's been in the chicken game for, for 40, forty years. years. Yes, only a Terry would come up with this type of thing and do it for 40 <laughs> years, okay, four <laughs> decades. But then also I would like to introduce another Terry of the Month honorary mention in this clip because the woman who works for Terry clearly also has very Terry tendencies because this is when the betting is about to begin. And just have a listen to what she's saying here. No drinks on the page, no fingers, she's the page. You don't know you're gonna you're gonna to where to I'm the judge that. that. You argue with me about where she should, I throw you out. So I'll just reiterate this because that was tough to hear. So she says, "No drinks in the cage, no fingers in the cage. Don't act like an ass." Where's she gonna? Where's she gonna? And I'm the judge of that. You argue with me about where she she's, and I'll throw you out.
1: She's like an umpire. You don't you don't argue balls and strikes, right? Like, you do
0: not frig with that. And she's That is a Terry as well, okay? Strong will Terry. Couple of them in there.
1: You know, these new people in the chicken shit bingo game, these new kids, these up-and-comers, they don't have the heart. They don't know what it's all about. They don't. It's always been about the chicken it's shit.
0: It's always about the shit. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: My kid's school was hosting the Scholastic Book Fair recently. Oh,
0: yeah. I saw your Instagram post or whatever yeah. about this, and I was like, that brings back such flashbacks. It looks Doesn't the exact... Ever. Same
1: The same steel cases that they open up and the books are in there. And then they got all like the posters and the stationary stuff. And yeah, yeah, it brought back a lot of memories. It was really cool. Uh, There was one book that caught my eye though on the bookshelf. Okay. Meet Buffy St. Marie. It's a children's book about the life of maybe Canadian, maybe not Canadian singer songwriter, Buffy St. Marie. Okay. And I was surprised to see that they hadn't pulled that book from the book fair. Because I, for those who aren't aware, about a month ago, CBC released this in depth investigation into Buffy St. Marie and her claims of indigenous ancestry. Right. And they found some pretty damning evidence that she is not indigenous, that she is a white girl from Massachusetts. Uh, she's not even Canadian. She's crazy. Yeah. Um, that's
0: still, yeah, that's so weird. It is. And like, that came out, but like it. It's not that big a story. Like I, it kind of got shuffled under the rug a bit. You think it would be
1: bigger? This, I thought, so. yeah. Like that, this icon has allegedly been lying about her indigenous ties all these years. Uh-huh. And I even mean, you can read. I can send you the article. It's pretty long if you haven't read it. But I mean, for CBC, especially CBC, to publish something like this, like you got to think that their investigating is airtight. Yeah. Right. I don't think they would. They would publish it if they were. If there were doubts, no, um, and they say they claim to have found her birth certificate. Wow! Um, so they have all this evidence, and that she had like threatened family members over the years who were saying, "No, she's not indigenous." Um, so I mean, it was That's a big nuts. blow to I mean to Canada, but to especially Indigenous Canadians. You know, she was like I said, an icon. Yeah. All these years, um, and I, so I was just surprised to see this book still on the bookshelf. At the Scholastic Book Fair.
0: Scholastic hasn't gotten a word of that yet. It's been a
1: month. Yeah. Like you said, maybe it just wasn't a big enough story. But And I'm certainly not one for banning books. I no. think, you know, all books should be available if you want them. But there's only like a few hundred books at the Scholastic Book Fair. So maybe that yeah. one would, you know,
0: maybe <laughs> we could fill that spot
1: with something else. You know, someone whose subject isn't facing serious allegations of fraud right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Duh. Podcast. I heard the term fashionably late yesterday. And I was like, okay, so what time is fashionably late? Like, if somebody says you're quote unquote fashionably late, I'm curious here, what would that be? Mm. Yeah. Because does it determine, like, does it matter on the circumstance or it's a bit of a strange term?
1: Yeah, it is because you're right. Like, there's, there's fashionably late and then there's like inconsiderately late. Yes. Right? Where it's like, okay. Now you're just being a jerk. That's
0: just it. So um, is there a definitive time where you could say, well, that's that's fashionably late, and then this is, yeah, you're a jerk. I think it depends on the Mass thing. Like, I don't think
1: you want to be fashionably late to a dinner no. where people are waiting to eat on you. But if you're showing up at a party or something and they say it starts at 7, most people will, I think, show up at 7.30.
0: Yeah. You know? Okay, half so what Half hour is what you would consider to be fashionably late? I
1: would say so. What uh, do you think?
0: I have a counter argument. I don't think fashionably late should even be a thing. Mm. I think you should be on time. That's it. I don't think being late is fashionable in any time.
1: I respect that. I, I respect seriously. that. That's old school. I like that. And I agree with you. I hate being late for something.
0: We've talked about this before, and it drives me absolutely bonkers because every single time I set up meeting with friends, not once is anybody ever on time anymore. Mm-hmm to the point where I will actually purposely make myself late as well because I know otherwise I'm going to be sitting there by myself. Right. And it that's dumb. Like why if we say a time we should just be there at that time.
1: And if you plan a party or something you have to you have to take that into account that yeah. people are going to be fashionably late. So Which is
0: so confusing.
1: If you want people there at, at 7.30, you have to say 7, yep. right? Because yep. you know people aren't going to show up. At seven. The thing is, though, if you if you do that too much, there's like the odd friend that will show up right on time. Yeah. And then it becomes fashionably late's awkward sister, uncomfortably early.
0: I know. I know. And this <laughs> is why it gets really complicated, because now you're all trying to estimate what time everyone else is going to show up. Yeah. They, but say a time, and it's not the true time, and why are we playing this game with ourselves? And then, yeah... Uh, unfashionably early is not a good thing no uncomfortably early that's awful it's like wow we're not even really dressed
1: or cleaned up or anything yet but sure oh yeah have a seat.
0: Somebody's showering still, <laughs> and somebody has their hair up, and someone's pooping, and you're here, they're like, oh, hello, uh, can I help set up, or yeah. <laughs> put the kids sure. to bed? Uh, you are
1: uncomfortably early, so yes. yeah, if you want to pitch in, that'd The great. and do
0: podcast.
1: On yesterday's show, you brought up toque snobs. I did. And how, in Canada, we tend to judge each other's toques.
0: Yeah, a buddy of mine was like, I don't like that toque on you, and then made me try his on, and was like, no, yeah." You need to get a better too. I was like, excuse me. The only place, the only place in the world where we'd have snobbery about that kind of thing.
1: Tuke Snobs is on yesterday's Beckler and Shaw podcast. If it you want to hear it, it's available. Um, my dad was telling me this funny story about my youngest brother. So he's the really fashionable one, right? right? Like he, his clothes are always very well put together. His hair and his skin is always perfect. And, you know, he wears some... Uh, Fashion-forward outfits for for Saskatchewan, you right, know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he he works with quite a few Ukrainian refugees, and there's a bit of um, a cultural difference there. Where he said, that, like a lot of them don't have much of a filter like they will tell you what they think and it's different where we might be a little more reserved yes said so just Eastern European people will just straight
0: up tell you what they think right? oh, yeah and we've talked about how a bunch of people think we're really fake here right yeah. Because we don't do that we won't say what we mean and they're they they will yeah they're honest and straightforward
1: and they don't care if they nope. offend you and yep. it's I guess in many ways probably somewhat refreshing but yeah, I think totally maybe also lands you in a bit of trouble at times oh. but he said he works with this one guy who uh doesn't really talk to anybody like he just really keeps to himself doesn't talk to anybody sometimes the boss will tell him to do something and he'll just say no which um, is
0: so funny amazing he's just
1: like no wow okay <laughs> but so my brother has this i guess this Duke that my dad said is so ugly no. <laughs> this ugly Duke, and he walks into work the other day and this guy who never talks to anybody looks up from his work and looks at my brother and says, homeless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and my brother just like
1: quietly takes off his ugly amazing. duke and goes to his office.
0: <laughs> the only word say Homeless. <laughs> It's the only thing this guy ever said to him that is, unbelievable. is to tell him that
1: his, his Duke looks homeless.
0: Hey, well, there like, you go. You know what? That's <laughs> phenomenal. The Beckler and Shauna podcast.
1: One of my best friends is in town for work this week and he's staying at a hotel with a really sweet pool and water slide. Yeah. So yesterday he and I picked up Bo and Brigham from school and we went we went swimming. And because it was a weekday during the school year and like During the daytime, during business hours, there wasn't another soul in the pool the entire time we were there. Phenomenal. Also, hotel pools are the absolute best because they have rules, but no one's enforcing them. Mm-hmm. And even at, even at the pools I've been to where they do have a staff member who's responsible for the pool, that person doesn't care. No. Unless you're doing something like super dangerous or damaging to the property. Yeah. They don't care. I
0: sometimes what I'm saying that about ski resorts too, right? Like it's like the, the the young ski bums that are working there, unless you're really <laughs> doing something like they don't really care. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, like they're not there to enforce the rules. Nope. They're not real keen on that. Nope. So No. So we had this place to ourselves with no no rules, no supervision for the afternoon and we it was chaos. That's it amazing. was just the best. Yep. It, my boys were just thrilled. We were yelling no rules the whole time. No rules. There was no one else there to bother. It was just great. I wonder if you like, if you went to a hotel pool or a hotel with a pool and you like slipped the front desk person, 20 bucks or something. It was just like, can we get in the pool? Do you think they let you in? No. You don't
0: think so? I tried to do that once. Did you? I mean, it depends on who's on the front desk, I suppose. You just have to go to the person who looks like they don't really care at all. But it's a legality issue.
1: Well, I, I figured there'd be some
0: sort of liability if someone got I was hurt like, I'll and... sign a waiver. I'll sign a waiver that says it is absolutely zero responsibility of yours. I just want to go for a swim, okay? Yeah. I just want to dummy myself off a water slide.
1: Have you ever snuck into a hotel pool? Oh, of course. It's the best.
0: Who hasn't?
1: That is living, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Yeah. You just like... You just go there with your towel and your trunks or your yes. bathing suit and you just wait by the door. Someone comes you're like, oh, I forgot my card. They'll let you in. Yep. Other guests don't care either. Yes. And in you go. No one's checking.
0: No. The best are the outdoor ones at ski resorts. Sorry. Uh, but you climb over the fence and then you're sitting in there and it's after hours. And yeah. Delightful. We, we did right? that at the
1: Banff Springs one time. Yep. We hopped the fence after hours and went swimming. It was,
0: mm-hmm.
1: again, probably a huge liability yeah, issue Yeah, Definitely for them, don't but. do this. I was 19 and had been drinking. Do as I say,
0: (laughs) not as I do. (laughs) That. That, Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) No.
1: The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I posted a quick video from the hotel pool we were at in front of the show. Message was like, we swam there last weekend and we're very itchy after. The whole family was itchy. So make sure you shower really well. Well, hmm.
0: (laughs) that's good. You know, I think. Let me know um, if get swimmers itch. I've always felt
1: that there is a bit of a trade-off with a hotel pool. That's true. Like, it's not going to be probably as sanitized, as closely monitored in terms of chemicals and stuff as, say, a city-run public pool would be.
0: No, the same person at the front desk who doesn't give a shit what you do in there <laughs> is also probably monitoring the pool levels and the pH levels of the water. so They come in once every few hours. Hey, that looks pretty good. Yeah, that's good enough. Um,
1: but the trade-off is that there's no rule enforcement. so
0: It's true, yeah. That's the best.
1: You, gotta you get swimmers itch and you get freedom, so there you go. You
0: get freedom. It's
1: the difference it. between a hotel pool where there are no rules, I mean, they put the rules on the wall because there's no one there to enforce it, and a and a public pool where there are maybe more rules than anywhere else in the whole world yep. is huge. It's true. I took my boys to a pool not that long ago and. Like, just the number of rules. We're getting yelled at every two minutes for doing something wrong you didn't even know was wrong. Yeah. It's just like, man, this is supposed to be fun.
0: Then you go to Vegas, and it's kind of a mixture of the two because it's Vegas, so they can't really enforce a lot of things, get a little out of hand in the pool. On the other hand, if you're full out doing it in the pool, then they'll they'll blow the whistle at you.
1: Don't people smash bizzers in the pool sometimes? No, no,
0: they'll, they'll blow the whistle for that. Yeah, we've seen people getting a little too frisky in Vegas before, and... Yep, yeah, that that'll that'll alert you. But as other stuff, you can get away with a lot more in Vegas because again, they've seen worse, right? True. So.
1: My favorite is at the West Edmonton Mall Water Park. It's just so big that when you break a rule, they blow the whistle and they have a bunch of hand signals that they right. do at you. But I don't I don't work there. No. I don't know what the signals mean.
0: You just pretend you don't know.
1: Yeah, but they're too far away because so they blow the whistle and they point to you and they start doing all these signals and I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what any of that is. It's
0: like in Vegas, people are doing the old heels to Jesus. like, Let me finish, and then they stop. No, I'm just kidding, kidding. Although probably not. It's gross. It's gro- The amount of chlorine that gets dumped into—let me tell you what—in those pools. The chlorine level was high at this pool, and
1: I was thankful for
0: Jesus. it. Yeah, okay. these ones—it stings your eyes. Good. You're like, oh.
1: I'd rather that than the alternative. The Beckler and Shawna podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. And I mean, if you get a Shane Holmes paired home, you can, of course, it's your house. You can have no rules in there. Yep. Just like we were running around the pool yelling no rules yesterday. You can do that in your Shane Holmes paired home. Yep. Neighbors wouldn't even hear it. Nope. Shane builds in Sorocco at Pine Creek. Their most popular duplex floor plan. The Cascade is available right now.
0: Cascading uh, like water that you could ooh. do in your pool.
1: Ooh. Duplex is starting from the 560s. Learn more at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane
0: Holmes. The better way to build. The Backler and Shauna Podcast. etymology with Shauna. I got thinking about the term business. I was like, where does the term business come Bidness? from? Business. Like you have business to tend to or you own your own business or whatever. So I looked into this. Uh, so this word comes from the old English word bizinus, which means anxiety. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me because I'm like, yeah, well, if you own your own business, you probably have some anxiety. You could
1: say a lot of small business owners would probably relate to that.
0: Totally. But from there, it became busyness. And I don't know how I have said business my whole life and never broken it down to be like, oh, busyness. Really? Never saw the word busy in there? Nope. Nope. Never really thought about it. And if I did, I mean, I just wouldn't think that it came actually from busyness, but that is what it is. It's basically your business comes from busyness. That's why you're, you have business to tend to. It's something that's causing you busy, busyness also into anxiety. So I was just like, holy crap. Both of those definitions work on so many levels, anxiety and busyness. That's what happens when you're in business, you're at work at a business. We all got that. Hopefully your business is busy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's true, actually. If not, then... If not, then it's not is an unsuccessful Dead business, busyness, quiet business. I suppose. Yep, there you go. <laughs> business isn't too busy these days. I'd like to bring back the original definition, though, of anxiety. You own your own business. Yeah, I own an anxiety. It's like, yeah, I probably do. Yeah. yeah, a nice
1: little anxiety emporium on the go. <laughs> uh,
0: things are going well. Yeah. Are they? or?
1: Etymology <laughs> <laughs> with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. You down to
0: brother up a few more songs, Shauna? Absolutely. Give, give her the old handlebar mustache treatment. Yep. Yep. Handlebar, some songs up. This
1: was a segment that was suggested by a friend of the show, Aaron. Yes. Uh, if it doesn't make sense, it will in a moment. We'll go. We'll start with this one right here. I love-
0: Yep. Yep. So you input your own brother that's brother. better than theirs. So I was... Rrr. You pronounce the word like it's meant to be exactly. pronounced. Exactly. Like it was supposed to be. Through a handlebar mustache. Yes. I don't have one of those, but I try my best. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. You do. Uh, try this one, Sean. Oh, brother. brother. <laughs> you are older than me.
1: It almost sounds like a burp if done right, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It? It's a blubber almost. It's very blubber. Yeah. And finally...
0: Out now, the show. Brother. The podcast a Calgary heritage moment Although we may not read a physical newspaper as often as we used to, in the paper's heyday Calgary used to have all kinds of publications with quite an incredible history.
1: The first printing press arrived in Calgary in the late 1800s. The press was shipped by train, and rather than having a fixed address, it was simply shipped to what was noted as the end of the line. No actual address, just ship it to the end.
0: It wasn't long after the first press arrived that the first newspaper was published, a paper known as the Calgary Herald. Although at the time when it was first printed in 1883, the paper had a name that was quite a bit longer. It was known as the Calgary Herald Mining and Ranch Advocate and General Advertiser. That's a bit of a mouthful.
1: There was also a paper early on called The Morning Albertan, which ran from 1902 to 1924. It was the main rival to the Calgary Herald and went under a number of name changes and owners before settling on a name you might be familiar with, the Calgary Sun.
0: On top of that, there were many other short-lived papers, including the Western Independent, the Calgary Tribune, the Calgary News-Telegram, the Nor'Wester, and the Nutcracker. All with different goals and political leanings, these papers fell in and out of circulation.
1: And then there was the eye-opener, this was a bit of a controversial paper with a variety of satire, news, and commentary, with lines often blurring between the three. This paper was run by Bob Edwards, a man who was known to be a heavy, heavy drinker, and the paper was published semi-regularly, depending on Bob's sobriety.
0: Bob's paper was so controversial, he was actually sued twice for libel and once for literary indecency. The eye-opener was even banned from the mail at one point, and from the CPR trains at another.
1: Though sometimes his controversial business practices did improve the city in a roundabout way. He so badly mocked the CPR at one point that they were actually shamed into improving safety measures
0: along the line downtown. Interesting, as this is an issue that once again plagues the city today. Perhaps we need a modern-day Bob Edwards. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment.
1: After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, they're going to say, find X
0: After Hours, wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.